Hi, everybody. My name is Nevena, and you're listening to Michael's Record Collection. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Michael's Record Collection, where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. This is episode number 91, and I'm your host, Michael Citro. Today, I am talking with Nevena. She is a Serbian vocalist and pianist. She just came out with her self-titled debut album. It's a great blend of pop and rock with catchy choruses, hooks for days. It's well sung. It's well played. I fell in love with this album, and I couldn't wait to talk to Nevena about it, and I can't wait to bring you some of those clips here today. Before we get to that interview, I'd like to remind you that you can head on over to michaelsrecordcollection.com and there's links to everything there, all my social media accounts, including Twitter, where it's at Mike's Records, and it's Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You can also find a link there to my newsletter. You can sign up for free, get it every week. No hassle, no commitment, cancel anytime you want, but it's free, so even if you don't open it, why not subscribe? There's also a link there to my Patreon. If you feel so inclined to support the show, this independent endeavor, you can do so for as little as just $2 a month. And of course, as your support goes up, your benefits go up as well. You can email me at michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Drop me a line. Let me know how I'm doing. Ask me a question or just let me know you're out there listening. All right, with all the housekeeping out of the way, I can't wait to bring you my interview with Nevena. So here we go. I'm very happy to have with me for this uh, episode uh, recording artist Nevena. Uh, how are you? I'm good, Michael. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I've been enjoying <laughs> your self-titled debut album that came out December 9th on Frontiers Music. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't wait to dive into this album a little bit with you. But before we get to that, I always like to go back and ask people what was your first favorite record? Oh my, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, well, you know what, when I, when I grew up, when I was growing up, which was already, in, I was born in 1993. So it, became, it started as a, you know, like YouTube era and all that. So basically we would not, really be sticking to albums much mm-hmm. but more to songs and our different artists so like mixing it up uh but my favorite uh well let's say let's see in middle school i was obsessed with uh metal rock bands actually uh like such as nightwish um iron maiden and then guns and roses uh, as such um, and then, uh, later on, I, I mean, I was into pop obviously with Easton and stuff like that, but now as I'm actually getting older, I am getting more interested in albums again, uh, which is strange. Yes. I wasn't into that as much. I would listen to different songs, but not like the whole album. Yeah. Um, and now I like, I was just saying, um, I like Bon Iver. I like new artists that came like indie pop rock. Like Cozier, Take Me to Church, that whole album is amazing. Or Maggie Rogers, the first album, Light with Light On on it, and and 
stuff like that. Um, so I, I, it's really hard to, you know, choose one. Sure. But um, I'm very versatile. I love jazz too, so I can I can go on and never <laughs> stop talking about this. <laughs> so you took piano and music theory at age nine, according to the the bio. When did your mm-hmm. training sort of change into pursuing music as a career? I think, well, I, I did, yeah, I did, uh, I went, started actually going to music school at age of nine. Then once I was done with middle school, went to music high school, which was like basically music, music high school with liberal arts uh, subjects. Um, and that's when it started getting serious. So I knew I was going to go to music college. But what um, I think the the first voice of Serbia, which was the competition, um, similar to the voice that you have, was what made me decide to be a, that I want to be a vocalist and a singer. And I want to actually study that. I wasn't sure that I, I was into music theory and conducting and and you know that and then it turned <laughs> it changed for me it went i went pretty far with it um and i wasn't even yeah i wasn't expecting it my mom actually signed me up so <laughs> that's i think when it turned for me yeah okay and now i know you play piano are there did you pick up any other instruments along the way uh i did a little bit of guitar tried bass guitar guitar but it's honestly just topped it with its chords i can play the chords nothing too fancy okay you know life gets too busy and then just don't <laughs> find time for it. yeah i wish I, I i wish i had time to play more instruments and and just practice all the time yeah you mentioned I mean, uh, you already brought up the fact that you are from serbia what mm-hmm. was uh what was the music scene like in Serbia growing up? What what type of music did, would you typically hear? Um, oh, that's a good question. Really good. Um, nobody asked me this question, but uh, it's interesting. It's different. I mean, before I was born, and it, well, it was still Yugoslavia before the war. We had some great rock bands. I have to say, really good. Um, and then after, when we had like nineties. You know, it's like that weird music happened, um, just some like trash pop music. And then after that, it became all like, tur- we call it turbo folk. Okay. So it's folk music. You have like folk traditional elements, you know, uh, like Eastern European, Southeast, whatever, um, Balkan music, but then with turbo, like with the uh, techno elements, the, uh, and just, you know, production that is more um, modern. So then it sounds like you probably heard it, like uh, Greek, yeah, they have it, uh, old Balkans, we all have it. So, and that was, that was permanent. That was uh, prominent, actually, I want to say, and dominant in Serbia, although I wasn't much interested in it. So I still listen to my music and would still go to some great concerts and, we had some artists that were there fighting for, you know, rock scene and and pop music, but not not as many. Tell and that's how you. it is today, actually, yeah. too. So okay, tell me about your yeah. experience on the first Voice of Serbia, and where you became a finalist. What? How did you get started on that? Where did the idea come from? And 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 what was that like for you? 
So I started, uh, my mom signed me up. I didn't know. It was a surprise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was 17. So I wasn't even, um, I remember I, I couldn't sign. They had to sign for me, sign, sign papers for me. And so it started. I was very insecure. Um, and, you know, just a little girl. I mean, I was young, especially at that time. Now I feel kids are getting much mature, much faster and earlier, actually. But I, I felt like I might, maybe I wasn't ready for it, like 100%. But, you know, I got into it. Um, it went pretty well. And, and uh, people loved me for some reason. And I just, uh, I just stayed until the very end. Um, and it was me uh, as a super finalist with another two guys. And I was the youngest one there. So it was pretty good. I mean, I was, as you know, at some point I was really famous. So I, I got to experience that. And I got to see if I like it for myself or not really that world. And mm -hmm. is that for me really? And, um, and I just tried it all. I met some great people. I stayed friends with some, you know, really good, uh, successful musicians and people in Serbia and show business. So it was a great, I mean, an, an amazing experience. I would do it again for sure. If I went back in time. What was it like for you when people started to notice you and, and recognize you from the show? Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it's a, to, almost unhealthy for an 18 year old, you know, for that to happen suddenly overnight where you start getting 2000 messages a day. And then you see yourself on billboards in capital city and not, a, I'm not even from, from capital city. I mean, I, I did one, I, I, I go, I went to high school there, so I was there and I lived there, but, um, it's just, it was, uh, overwhelming, but it was fun. I would be, you know, walking down the street, uh, giving interview, uh, giving autographs everywhere, all over the place, uh, singing in front of 10,000 people. Definitely. Yeah. And, made me tougher and I learned a lot from it. That's good. Yeah. Any, any experience you can learn from is good. So oh, it is. Yes. So you decided to leave home and go to the Berkeley college of music in Boston. What sort of led you to that decision? So I was already in college in Serbia to be um, exact. Um, then my best friend who I started dating at that time, was already at Berkeley and uh and he was like you know what you should try why don't you come one summer audition and see what happens and I obviously didn't want to pay for it you know I uh, was just like okay if I get a great scholarship I can do it but uh other than that no it's not worth it <laughs> but then I did do um I did audition it went really well and uh, I got in and I got a really good scholarship and here I am today, here you <laughs> still are. in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I've been learning how to lose control, not to worry about the way things go, let the story of my life unfold. I've been trying to convince myself that I don't need nobody's help. That I'm doing just fine in hell Who do you think you are? They've been saying that to me all my life
Nevena, you have you obviously you have your your first album. We're we're about to talk about that a little bit. But who are some of the singers and bands that influenced your style and your and sort of the way that you approach singing? Yeah, I would say um, oh, that it really influenced me. Um, so many. I would say even like some Serbian artists, pop artists too, you know. Some Serbian pop artists. I said Nightwish definitely influenced me and my opera singing and like wanting to, you know, learn um, that kind of style, uh, that style. And then um, I, I, I was obviously obsessed with Whitney Houston because she's, I still think she's the greatest singer ever. Um, uh, so yeah, a lot of um, that side with the Houston, and then um, and then I when I went to college, obviously jazz was a big part. So Sarah Vaughan, Sarah Vaughan, then uh, Ella Fitzgerald, um, even male singers too, Kurt Elling and and such, Gregory Porter. And then later on, I liked. Uh, I got into that indie pop, Bon Iver, um, style, uh, Flatwood Mac, different, okay. all sorts of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you also founded your own uh, music school, according to your website, uh, uh, Mon- Monody or Monody, or I'm not sure how. Yeah, Monody. Yeah, Monody. Yeah. How yeah. is Monody going for you? Pretty good. I'm happy with it. Um, it's growing. Uh, now it has, uh, so far it has 70, 75 students. Um, so yes, I have some teachers who work with me. Um, we do some big concerts twice a year for students and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's all ages. We do piano, voice, uh, guitar, songwriting. Uh, it's pretty good. I'm proud of it. And I, I really love education. It's a big part of my career and it'll definitely stay that way until the very end. So, um, yeah, pretty good. I'm happy with it. Right. Your album is very melodic rock. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not very similar to many of the bands or artists that we've talked about so far. So how did you, how did frontiers music become aware of you and, and how did you, you know, how did you sort of get connected with them? Yes. Um, so through my friend, friend, acquaintance, um, we know each other uh, from Serbia, Sidogen, who also has a, uh, he's, he's a signed artist with uh, Frontiers, the, his um, big deal, the big deal. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of his. Yeah. Yes. So he, um, um, he, recomm- he asked me actually if I'm interested in listening to the project and to demo songs in deciding if I like it or not. Um, And he told me, feel free, you know, I understand you might not like it, knowing my background and everything, right? Um, And then I listened to the songs, and actually, you know, songs are really catchy, and as you say, melodic. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of of guitars in it, uh, and all that, making it a little bit more like rock, like hard rock. Um, But I really love the songs. I was into it and I could, I could picture myself singing those songs easily. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what? It's, it's a good, it's a, I, I like this. I actually do like it. 
And then, um, and then I um, did a little demo, recorded myself singing the song, uh, sent it over. They liked it. We did an interview and decided to move on with it. And and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yes. Now I yeah. know you've you've um you've done some singing in your native language. Uh, so I saw your video for Vodi May for example, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what what made you decide that you wanted to record songs and in, in sing in, in English? You know, just uh, at some point I started writing in English, writing songs in English too. Um, I think it's just living here and, and studying here influenced me. That was it. You know, it just... Um, and I, I don't live in, I'm not really, I don't spend much time in Serbia anymore and I'm not interested in, um, maintaining career over there. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, the songs that I write, the songs that I recently also wrote, I'm going to release it soon. It's also in English and it just like writing in English became, um, just a second nature, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, your English yeah. is very good. Thank you. <laughs> I've obviously been you've obviously been paying attention in you know all those years in school. You've obviously paid quite a bit, <laughs> and of course you're Thank immersed you. in immersed in the uh, culture now. So I'm sure exactly, yes. <laughs> and you you don't seem to have picked up a Boston accent, which is also a plus. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is a plus, right? <laughs> it's not the best accent. <laughs> no, so, no, I still have my accent. Yeah. yeah. So Nevena is the name of the album. And, and according to the information I got, this is yourself on lead vocals, backing vocals and piano. And then everything else is attributed to Michael Palace. Yes. So yes. how did you and Michael cross paths or, or did the, or, or was that something that Frontier set up? So it was through, I think they were looking for a singer for that certain project mm-hmm. for this project. Um, and then I did a demo song for, um, what was the song? Brand New Heart. That was the song. I feel paralyzed from this poison air that I keep breathing in. I'm breathing in. I should blame myself, but I thought you'd save me from the state I'm in. The state I'm in. We were I had a little demo uh, at that time, and I think it was sent to Mike. He liked it, and he he said, okay, this girl is the one, <laughs> I mean, for the project, right? Yeah. So that's how we, that's how we crossed paths and then, and then started talking. And obviously, we were on the phone all the time while we were recording, and because it was all, you know, virtual, 
Mm -hmm. distance. Yeah. So when did the recording process begin uh, for you guys? It was some time in spring. So I think we decided to move on, uh, move forward with the project um, last by the end of last summer. Not this summer. That uh, was what year was that? 2021. 21. Exactly. Okay. That's, I think, in the, it was the summer when I had an interview. And, and then uh, Mike um, did have released his album that winter, like last year. After the he released an album, he finalized the songs, sent it over, like, I don't know, February, something like that. And then I had basically two months to 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 record everything and learn the songs and so it was intense because yeah um we did in five weeks all the songs um but it was with teaching and all this full-time job mm-hmm. so it was like okay record in the morning go teach uh, and a lot a lot but um it was worth it i would say wow five, so uh, 11 songs in five weeks were there any songs that you recorded that didn't make the album no. no, that was waste. all. <laughs> no waste. Nothing no waste. wasted. No B sides. <laughs> no hidden hidden uh, rarities. Um, nope. <laughs> so tell me about the writing process. Was this something that the the songs came to you already pretty much sketched out, and and the lyrics were already done, or did you have any hand in that at all? Uh, yes, they were mostly done by that time, but February, mm-hmm. yes. I think he was finalizing it uh, January, February, and um, and I didn't really, yeah, I didn't um, add anything to that. So it was all finalized and ready to go. All the arrangements we had to decide on the keys, obviously. So we we did that together to find the best keys for me. And I helped a little bit with backing vocals. I threw a little bit of magic there, but um, other than that, it's all Mike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's three singles out already from this album and it dropped on December 9th, like I said, from frontiers. And uh, so it's already available at all the streaming services and Amazon and all that mm-hmm. the frontiers web shop. So the one that I kind of thought was interesting to me was not even a single was straight into madness. That's the one that sounds like the obvious single to me. Done. Growing up, go to work, it's bad. Everything just goes around. What um, hmm. what were your impressions of that particular song? Because I, I don't want to go 
track by track through the whole album, but I do want to touch on some of these songs. Yes, I would say that that song it has a different vibe to it. It's a little bit different. It is typical ladies rock song, but it does have that big, like even like Toto, Toto style, Toto melody. I don't know. Um, especially the chorus and um, like the, the little tag after the chorus. And I think, by the way, it's interesting that you mentioned that because it wasn't Mike who wrote that song. Okay. That was the only song that was written by someone else. And I probably should know the name, but I don't. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was the one. Uh, or maybe it was like they collaborated. I'm not, uh, maybe I'm just uh, being wrong now. So I want to correct myself. Um, that was a, maybe a collaboration. Um, I like that song a lot. I think it has a positive vibe to it. And lot, lots of backing vocals too. Yeah. 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 That one stuck out to me as a, as a, a, a really strong one. And, and so it some is of the a ones strong one there. I, I've put uh, like, I'll put a little asterisk next to some of these songs that I, that were like, were among my favorites. And, and, you know, the first three right off the bat, all of them are very strong bulletproof, bad sun rising and straight into madness. And then I also have you two and outrageous. Mm. Now, you mm-hmm. too is an interesting mm-hmm. song because it's it seems to be about someone who is like, it's like, you know, I hope you guys are happy. You two just go on and have a great life. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. But it it's the words, <laughs> yeah. the words, you don't believe the singer in the words. You know, you don't believe this person's fine. <laughs> she's fine yeah i mean i love that song by the way and um i think we did a good job with that one and it should be a single i feel like but um i think she is a badass woman and uh, who just had to accept that um and she knew that she had to accept it she obviously it's not a happy situation and she might be sad mm-hmm. but you know what she's like okay Yes, you were like, I thought at least you were the best two things in my life. And I now I lost it. But you know what? Go, you know, just like be happy and goodbye. Um, I'll never see you again. I'll move on. <laughs> you move on. It has a positive vibe to it too, right? Yeah, it does. Um, I, and I wonder. So you're not that. sure exactly. <laughs> like, wait, is she all right? Or, I feel like that's why I imagine if there was a video for that song with an actual, you know, like story behind it, that would be yeah. cool, right? It would be. Cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, yeah, when I, I when I listened to it the first time it, I took it at face value. And then after subsequent uh-huh. listens, I was thinking, is this someone that's putting on just a brave face? And, and, but your, your, you seem to, your interpretation of it seems to be that this person is okay and they are empowered, empowered and, and that they are actually genuinely happy for these two people, even though it kind of uh, like shook their own life to its foundation and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's not happy, but she just lets it go. She just is able to let go. And I think that would be me in that situation. So maybe that's why I see it that way and perceive it that way. Okay. You know, if you're out of my life, it's for a reason. Probably it's better that way. And that's my, always my philosophy. So (laughs) Uh, another one I thought was interesting lyrically was, um, was veil on the mirror. This one is one of the more interesting lyrical songs. Cheap red wine, lipstick on his white color. He acts like I don't know about her. All flowers and a sorry note. I bet she wrote it all. I should have known. His eyes too shy to meet mine. I fell in love with the idea, but I'm just fine. Cause I love myself, it's more than enough. I say I do, cause I know what I want. Pull down the veil on. Tell me what you're, you know, what you think of when you, you know, when you think of this song and the lyrics from this song. Yes. Uh, wait, remind me how it goes. So Veil and oh, the, the, the one where um, it seems like it's about someone who's going to walk down the aisle and oh, yes. sort of reflecting literally uh, and figuratively. <laughs> yes. But then she, uh, well, I, I perceive it as. Not as a happy story for sure. Mm-hmm. Not as a happy, you know. Wait, turn off the veil on the mirror. I got Yeah, I kind of forgot <laughs> the whole <laughs> the whole song and how it goes. I would have to like recap a little <laughs> recap. Wait, tell me, tell me, tell me what are your um, emotions about it? I just thought it was interesting because it, it, I couldn't figure out if this was someone who is about to be married and is looking in the mirror thinking about that because they do talk about the when I throw the bouquet and all that stuff. And or if it was um, more more, more metaphorical, you know. Yes, I would say it actually was going to happen. And it was a situation in which the person was about to get married. Yes. But uh, the point is, the question is, is that person happy? And, you know, about that situation in the, in that moment, or is a, is, isn't she not? Yeah. Yeah. So like all of this type of music, all melodic rock, you have to have a ballad, right? 
Obviously, yes. And so uh, the second miracles is miracles. Yes. <laughs> now that I'm assuming that's your piano. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Joe wouldn't have the actual real piano, which is sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to use a keyboard, but um, but we did it. Okay. Well, it sounds good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And and I, I, I thought it was interesting because you sang lower, lower in your register than what you'd previously shown um, throughout the rest of the album. So, oh, you know, yes. You That's dropped a down point. a little bit there. <laughs> yes, you know why? I was sick. Oh, really? I was actually sick. That's that's a good point. But yeah, I was sick for the last few songs. It was just the last session, and um, I got sick. My voice was really tired and stuff. So um, I remembered that I I went. I I just didn't want to go crazy with the keys. It's like, you know what? Better be safe than sorry. I just want to make <laughs> sure that I feel comfortable. And, uh, but actually Mike liked it. He's like, you know what? You sound great sick. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much. Makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's amazing uh, that you were sick because it, it didn't sound like that. It just sounded like you made a choice to sing that, that particular song lower. It is true. Yes. It was lower, but it does get high. Uh, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to keep it down. I think the range is also a little bit bigger in that song, wider. It starts off low and then it gets a little bit higher. Yeah. So what what was the first song that you guys worked on? Was it um, was it Brand New Heart? It was a Writer's Block. Right. Um, well, I did demo for that. So that was the first song I, I heard mm-hmm. and I liked and I decided to move forward with it. Thanks to that song. Um, but the first, I really loved Writer's Block. I know something you don't understand yet. Maybe you don't want to see. It's not working. It's not highly blended. I'm missing you.
I feel like just it was the first one I recorded, so maybe that's why I just feel it could have done. We could have done better with that one. Um, feel like it has a potential. It's a good song. Yeah. Um. So we started. Yeah, I started kind of with my favorite songs, and then <laughs> towards the end, it was just. I mean, I love them all. Yeah. But yeah, it was writer's blog. It was um, you too, and then outrageous, which I love. I'm feeling wild, then I'm going through a lavish phase. I, I can't deny you're the reason for my crazy ways. You got me dumbstruck, wound up, floating to the Milky Way. Too late, I loved too. Um, straight into madness and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's interesting that you worked on them in, the, in that particular order. That's, uh, but yeah, yes. I, I like Writer's Block a lot. I mean, there are no bad songs on this album. This is this is a pretty exactly pretty consistent yeah, the songs album are really good. To finish. Outrageous is an interesting song because it's a little poppier than the rest of the album. The rest of the album, I think, is a little more. Um, more of um, a melodic rock. And I think this one's a little popular. Mm-hmm. I could imagine, I could imagine yeah. Miley, like a Miley Cyrus or a Christina Aguilera singing this, this song. So it was, it oh, was no problem. I mean, honestly, if you, all the songs, most of the songs could be put into pop arrangements, like modern pop arrangements, like you too, Taylor Swift could take that song and just uh, do her thing with that, you know, yeah. um, melodically and, um, and lyrically, but then arrangements obviously add to it a lot. Sure. Well, as you, I mean, you're right. You're right. Like straight into madness and bulletproof. It's definitely typical eighties rock rock song. Mm-hmm. You got your yes. whoa, whoa, whoa's and, you know, that kind oh, of Oh, yes, thing. big choruses yeah. and just, like, very straightforward.
Yeah. But um, these like writer's blocked you two outrages, these are more modern, I would say, in a way. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Those, those first few you and it really kind of um is emphasized with the guitar work too in those first few songs. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, yeah. yeah, this so it's eleven songs, and it's you know, like I said, it's very consistent qualitatively throughout. I think that there there are no like songs that sound like filler. It, it sounds like mm. you guys came up with eleven very strong songs. And the other yeah. thing I, I did me- want to mention is that it seemed like "Veil on the Mirror" was a song that I could imagine. Uh, I could imagine the band Churches doing that with like maybe a little bit more electronics. Oh. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Makes sense. And I really like the confidence you sort of exert in the song fire in me. I think that that one comes mm. off as a, as a very, I think you sing that one in a, in a way that just seems very strong and, and confident. Yeah. And in fact, I was sick for that one too. <laughs> and I think it, it actually was a good fit for that song. Being a little bit more, you know, just a raspy voice, having a little raspy voice, just slightly. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds like you got a little cold going now, actually. I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm always sick. It's just unbelievable. Oh, welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to the Northeast United States. <laughs> oh yes. A lot of people. Are you a lot in of Florida? Cold days. I am. I'm in Orlando, Florida. So like right now we're a, little, we're a little chillier than normal, but it's. Uh, Nobody from Boston would uh, would feel any kind of sympathy for what we've got heard, going on. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your. Um, I know. <laughs> I always I always like to ask people if they have favorite songs on this on this album, and you already sort of answered that question. So. Uh, <coughs> oh yeah. Was there were there any songs that were more difficult for you to get get through or to complete? Any ones that um, that you did you weren't sure if we were ever going to get this one right? No, I mean it wasn't hard to do it i feel just if i maybe had more time to kind of play around with some songs um it would have been better and maybe it would be a better product and better result but we i think i did my best uh with time i had and and everything uh given the moment right mm-hmm. um and yeah you know what sometimes I thought uh, that like on a certain song, I didn't do well. And then Mike would be, no, this is like, this is the best one. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? So it's so, it's so individual. You know, it's how you feel your eternal feeling. It might not be an actual um, reality. <laughs> so. So with you and Mike just putting this together, um, I mean, is there any chance there will be live shows to support the material? Oh, I really hope so. I mean, I'll definitely make that happen in Boston. Um, I'll, uh, yeah, put up a band. I have a little band, my band in Boston that will perform with me and we do a little like a album release concert. And then we'll see from there. Um, I'll definitely do some acoustic versions, post it, get it out there, you know, and see how people like it. Uh, I think once people, a certain amount of people hear uh, what we have to offer and, our, and the songs are really, I think, catchy and good. Mm-hmm. I think people, we we would have a good audience to to go and present it somewhere. 
And I know uh, Frontiers do a lot, lots of festivals and stuff like that. So I'm hoping for it, you know, yeah. that'll be awesome. Yeah. Well, you're in a good part of the country for it because uh, you don't have to go mm -hmm. very far to go to, you know, a lot of other major anywhere. Uh, yeah. Um, um, population centers, I guess, is, is what I was looking for. I right agree. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Northeast is a good location. Yeah. I know because you guys uh, up there, you'll get all the good concerts. And us down here in Florida, we get, you know, occasionally get good concerts. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. Uh, well, but you're not too far. I mean, you can always, well, not that you want to fly for a concert, obviously, but. Yeah. I, I, I have made some exceptions. I have, uh, the last time was last, last December, I flew north to see Genesis on their farewell tour because Ooh, nice. they were coming here so they that I, cool. that had to happen they're my favorite band so i had to go somewhere else to watch them so yes yeah, so obviously for that <laughs> yeah yeah that happens once in a while exactly nice This album has been a big, I don't want to say a surprise to me because I get a lot of stuff from Frontiers and from other uh, companies mm -hmm. that, that I, I I have no idea what to expect. I see the cover and I get a press release and I'm like, you know, so much of what we get is either more of the same or maybe not very good, but Frontiers does a good job of, of kind of staying in, in that sweet spot of melodic rock and there are not too many mm -hmm. duds, but still it, to stand out, I think a, an album has to be special. And I think yours was one of those ones that stood out for me this year. And, and I just yeah. had to, I just had to like write back to the, to the PR guy and say, Hey, can, can we make this interview happen? Cause I really, I really dig oh. this album. So, um, oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. What you and Mike have put together has that. been, um, has been very enjoyable and, and I think it just needs to be heard. Cause I, I think it's mm -hmm. got a little something for everybody. Great melodies, great, um, good lyrics. Uh, the, the hooks are very oh, good. Yeah. The, the playing is, is outstanding. So everything's good. Mm -hmm. And I, I really hope it does really well for you. Thank you. I, I hope so too. <laughs> I appreciate your time today talking to me about this. And um, like I said, the, the the best of luck to to you with this release. Is there a is there a place where people can buy it that helps you more than say going to Amazon? So not really. Wherever I think um, they Frontiers, they also have their website. Mm -hmm. I think I uh, on my Instagram page it is I have on my like a bio a bio page uh, I have the link to to go and get different like they're like for Europe they have different websites mm -hmm. and then to buy it from the United States there's another website and then there's Spotify iTunes and and such so just you know just go listen I I would say this is the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah, if you can buy too, if you're into CDs, obviously. Um, 
it looks nice and uh, yeah it's a good addition you can see that shelves behind me that uh i like oh, the physical yes. product you love the physical <laughs> yes, yes i I, physical I do product. too yeah. i still buy cds <laughs> where can people find you online where, where where's a good place to, to find you so i'm pretty active on instagram mm-hmm. um and it's uh, my name nevena and e-v-e-n-a music so it's pretty easy pretty easy um, yes. And then I have, uh, the same one is for TikTok, and then I have Facebook too. Yeah. Um, which is my, yeah, I probably just by my first last name. Okay. Um, I do have website and people can send me emails through website. Like there's a contact form they can fill out and, and reach out, um, if they want to stay in touch and, so there are ways. There are ways. All right. Well, thank you so much, Navina, for telling me about this album and and for you know giving me a little bit of background and, and your story. I appreciate your time, and I wish you nothing but the best oh. of success with this. Thank you so much, Michael. My pleasure. It was really nice talking to you. It was fun. And, uh, well, I hope to see you soon again. Who knows? Maybe in Florida. Maybe we perform at some of the festivals and you come by. That would be great. <laughs> That would be great. Thank you for having me and uh, Happy New Year. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon, at patreon.com slash Michael's Record Collection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>